Welcome to From a Particular Point of View. I'm Dale. This is a podcast where we look at American life and times from a perspective of faith. There's only one God, man, and I'm pretty sure he doesn't dress like that. We're on a mission from God. Politics. Why should I trade one tyrant 3,000 miles away for 3,000 tyrants one mile away? An elected legislature can trample a man's rights as easily as a king can. Nerd. Nerd! 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 I'm a nerd. I'm pretty proud of it. And enlightenment. What the good doctor hasn't uh, let you in on yet is that your test shows that you're a genius. Please. Your IQ scored right off the charts. There isn't even a classification for you. It was so high. All of your tests indicate that you have the most advanced intellect in the history of humankind. It will test your head and your mind and your brain, too. So sit back, literally or figuratively, and enjoy American life and times from a particular point of view. 106 miles to Chicago. we got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Lighten up, Francis. My lords, my ladies, and everybody else here not sitting on a cushion. Today, today... You find yourselves equals, for you are all equally blessed. For I have the pride, the privilege, nay, the pleasure of introducing to you a knight sired by knights. A knight who can trace his lineage back beyond Charlemagne. I first met him atop a mountain near Jerusalem, praying to God asking his forgiveness for the Saracen blood spilt by his sword. Next, he amazed me still further in Italy when he saved a fatherless beauty from the would-be ravishings of her dreadful Turkish uncle. In Greece, he spent a year in silence just to better understand the sound of a whisper. And so, without further gilding the lily, and with no more ado, I give to you the seeker of serenity, the protector of Italian virginity, the enforcer of our Lord God, the one, the only, Sir... Dale. Hello there, and welcome to, once again, from a particular point of view, I am Dale. And uh, this, I guess, is the Christmas edition of the, the podcast, considering that I, don't, I probably won't be doing this next week, considering Christmas is on a Saturday this year. So initially, uh, when I this is usually when I have the time and whatnot to, uh, to do these things. Anyway, we'll continue on. Um, I was doing some researching, some looking around, trying to find um, what people you know, think about Christmas, not think about it, but what they do, how they celebrate, things like that. And um, I was going through songs and, and whatnot and activities, and something occurred to me. Something was missing. And I think I found, well, I knew this before, but it just, it kind of, you know, it just kind of solidified what is missing. That's right. 
Jesus is the reason for the season. And Jesus is missing. Um, I, uh, I went through the list of the top 55 fun things to do for Christmas. And I got, and okay, this is according to countryliving.com or something. And you think with being in the country, country people I've found are, seem to be a little more uh, faith-based, religious, take your pick, um, than other people are. Not that they are, but that's, you just, you know, you always think of the cute little country church and out in the country. You don't really find those in the city. Of course, I don't spend a lot of time in the city, but you get the idea. So, um... So I, I went to list, and I have found that uh, after going through more than halfway through the list, nothing in this list of of see of fifty five things to do for Christmas, nothing mentions Jesus, his birth, why he came to this world, nothing. That's all. Everything else very secular. I was a little disappointed. So um, <clears throat> it just wow. I was just like. I, I, I wasn't surprised. You know, I was like, well, duh, of course. You know, they're not going to mention about Jesus because the world doesn't like Jesus. Satan is control of the world. And, of course, the more he can pry you from your salvation, the happier he is. I mean, he always he already knows he's going down. He's just trying to take as many of you with him. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> So I'm labeling this episode of my podcast the reason for the season. And the reason, of course, is the birth of the Christ child. Um, granted, he probably wasn't born in wintertime, and I'm pretty sure he wasn't born on December 24th. That's not the case. The case is a piece of God went down in the form of flesh and became the person of Christ. Um, one of these things he's known as is Emmanuel, and according to the scripture, Emmanuel is God with us. So yes, it, he is 100% man and 100% God. I know some people have a hard time trying to deal with that, but um, you know, that's just... <laughs> but anyway, so I decided I'll keep on looking also and um, look at uh, at songs. And I went to a Billboard website here. And um, and I, it's kind of the same thing. Again, when, when, when Secular World gets into Christmas, they distort it. And they take, again, the main reason out of the, the Christmas season, why we celebrate. And it's not, we don't celebrate just to give gifts. After all, the very first gift, despite what Tom Hanks said in Polar Express, the very first gift of Christmas was the gift of of Jesus himself. That was the very first gift. Anyway. <laughs> but, um, d- you know, despite everything, you know, again, m- most of the, the songs on here, and this one thing is, with some of the songs, it's like walking in a, in a winter wonderland. There's nothing at all about Christmas in there. That I just consider that a winter song. Yeah, it's got some kind of cute little Christmassy hint to it, but um, some of these songs just aren't, they're not Christmas songs. They're winter songs. And there, to me, there's a difference. <clears throat> anyway, to the uh, Billboard website here. Um, I One thing I found out about this this Billboard that was fascinating was it ranked the top uh, 20 Christmas songs. I don't know if this is of all time. It doesn't really... I don't see it on here. I mean, it, I don't know. Anyway. Um, 
it gives a list of you know one to twenty uh, the the uh, these the songs. And one thing I thought was fascinating was um, it says I guess this is for this year anyway. This was published uh, just a few days ago, I think two days ago, something like that. Yeah, I think. Anyway, it gives um up to two or three different recordings of who the, of who did this song. Just like the very the top. Okay, I'll start from the very bottom. This this because what they do, you know, Casey Kasem type thing, I guess. <laughs> so number twenty <clears throat> is Santa Baby, and uh, Eartha Kitt did it. I guess that was she's gotten most of the streams, <clears throat> and um, I don't know if Eartha Kitt is the original singer of this song. I don't know, <clears throat> but apparently Ariana Grande um, also did it, and so did Michael Bublé. Michael Bublé, I'm going to let you know, is he's done a he's got a lot of names on this list. He's obviously put a lot of energy into a Christmas album, and it shows on this list. Number nineteen is Jingle Bells. You know, it's a cute little song. Again, one of those Christmas, you know, not Christmas, but more or less a winter song. And again, Santa Baby. I mean, I don't. Again, I don't think there's really. I mean, there's a couple songs on here that actually mention Jesus, but unfortunately, not nearly enough for my taste. Anyway, so Jingle Bells. Um, Frank Sinatra is labeled, labeled number one, the, the, the top record, uh, download or stream or whatever. And Michael Bublé and uh, Bing Crosby. It's a shame. Bing Crosby is a classic. Anyway, number eighteen. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Oh, yes. Gene Autry is the top, you know, download in there. And then Burl Ives, classic. And then Dean Martin, which is surprising. There's no um, modern names on there, which is okay. Uh, number 17. Uh, it's most of the one, most wonderful time of the year. And uh, it, it, Pentatonix has a... No, not... And Eddie Williams, which is really surprising, because um, I don't even, don't even know if he's, still, if he's still alive. Eddie Williams got the number one download a stream on that one followed by Pentatonix and Brett Eldridge then we got uh, Silent Night <clears throat> this is a good one because Silent Night does mention Jesus which is pretty cool but uh, Bing Crosby has got that one there followed by Frank Sinatra and Michael Buble which is you know pretty cool then The Last Christmas um, no not The Last Last Christmas and of course I think Wham came out with this back in the 80s and they still top everybody including Ariana Grande and Taylor Swift, which is okay with me. I mean, not that I was a huge Wham fan, but they're better than the other two people, my opinion. So, <laughs> anyway, and here's the classic, I'll Be Home for Christmas. And amazingly enough, um, Michael Buble and Camelia Carblo, Carbe- I don't know who this person is, they are almost dead even. And unfortunately, at the very bottom with 15% of downloads and whatnot is Bing Crosby, because that's a classic, right? That's terrible. Anyway, <laughs> Get the classic Santa Claus is coming to town. Um, Jackson, I don't know who Jackson is. Oh, I feel terrible because I, I I like to think I'm pretty good at music or at least stuff like that, but just I'm scratching my head on this. Oh, Jackson Five, I thought it was five point three three percent. Anyway, Jackson Five, okay, I know who they are. So, uh, but as it mentions here on the, on the top downloads, which is really weird because I didn't think Jackson Five was doing anything and he's selling anything or. Anyway, followed by Bruce Springsteen and Michael Bublé. Number 12 is, is Christmas Baby, Please Come Home. Darling Love, I don't know who that is. <laughs> right, Carrie and Michael Bublé, once again, also did it. The Christmas Song, uh, Nat King Cole. Uh, classic voice. Um, and followed by on here, uh, Lorraine Daigle, which is a, a Christian artist, which is pretty cool. It's good to see Christian people 
um, be in these lists for Christmas songs. Next is Winter Wonderland. No, I already did that one. Yes, I did. No, I didn't. Yeah, Winter Wonderland. Um, uh, Darlene Love, Bing Crosby, and Pentatonix. So, uh, okay. And then, uh, oh, here we go. <laughs> Have a holly jolly Christmas. Burl Ives, yes, he still reigns on that song. He Nobody can do better than him. Just the voice and everything. He just did a great job. Followed by Michael Buble. And uh, here's a classic here. Jingle Bell Rock. Uh, Bobby Helms, I guess the top download on here. Followed by Daryl Hall and John Oates. Are you kidding me? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then Blake Shelton. Okay. And then we got another classic. White Christmas. Bing Crosby with most, like, overwhelmingly most of the downloads and streams, as it should be, considering he's the one that did it, you know, originally. So, anyway, I'm pretty sure he was. Anyway, uh, next was Michael Buble and The Drifters. I didn't know that, okay. And, of course, we have, uh, oh, another good classic, Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree. The top download and stream on that one is Brenda Lee, which, of course, she believed did that originally. And then <laughs> Justin Bieber, okay. <laughs> And then Ingrid Michelson, and I don't know who that is. Okay. Uh, finally, number five is Sleigh Ride with the Ronettes. Okay. And then Ella Fitzgerald. And then In- Idea Mendez. I don't know who that is. Ideana I- Mendez. Mendel. Anyway, I screwed that name up. And it shouldn't. I should. It should be easier for me to read that. Anyway, number four. Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. A classic song. Again, it's one of those songs that really isn't Christmas, but it's holiday, I guess. Uh, and the top stream on that was Dean Martin, which is kind of cool, because that's, you know, classic, followed by uh, Frank Sinatra and Pentatonix. Finally, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas at number three. So, uh, Michael Buble, I guess, got top on that one. He outdid Perry Como. That's a shame. And outdid Bing Crosby. What? So, uh, <laughs> anyway, number two... Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Michael Buble outdid Frank Sinatra. That should be a crime. And Judy Garland did it too. Wow. So before we get to number one on that list, I want to remind you that um, that, uh, this, of course, is from a particular point of view. If you have any comments, questions, um, responses, anything, please email me at watercoolercomments at hotmail.com or watercoolercomments at gmail.com. So anyway, yeah, I have a bit of a, a voice this morning. Um, I've had a bit of the sniffles, and uh, no, I don't think it's the Rona. I highly doubt that. <laughs> I've had it before since all this stuff, and it happens every now and again. And it is winter time, sort of. Well, I guess depending on where you are and what you consider winter, as to if it's winter time or not. But um, actually, I think in just a couple of days it is the official beginning of winter. So. Uh, so the 21st, yeah, just a few more days. Anyway, so I, I'm not quite my top vocal self this morning, and I'll deal with that. But anyway, yeah, watercoolercomments at gmail.com or watercoolercomments at hotmail.com will uh, will get you will get you to me. And uh, so anybody, you know, people out there, all my all my dedicated fans, all one or two of you. <laughs> anyway, so the number one. <clears throat> Uh, ranked Christmas songs, at least of this year, is All I Want for Christmas is You. And Mariah Carey, I guess, I think she's, I don't know if she came out with this originally, but uh, she has the top download slash stream 
above everybody. And then comes Michael Buble and Justin Bieber. Eh, oh, well. One for the little girls, I guess. But that's the top 20 Christmas songs of all time. And I also got to thinking to myself when it comes to... um. When it comes to how people celebrate Christmas, I got thinking about that because I was reading off all the lists, and some of them are, uh, again, none of them have to do that I could see. I mean, maybe I missed some because I didn't read down the whole list. I just read like went down like I think thirty ish or so of them, and um, and I really didn't see. Uh, let's see here, I really didn't see anything that was, you know, a faith based type thing, but. Uh, Again, this season is about the birth of Christ, the birth of Jesus. Whether or not you believe in him, see, whether or not you believe him, it's irrelevant because he did exist. His birth did happen. You choosing not to believe him just makes you wrong. (laughs) I mean, if you don't like it, I'm just sorry. I just how it is. But, uh, you know, again, I'm looking through this and, um, and it just, it, uh, it's everything but so far, um, you know, how uh, about the birth of Jesus? Um, it's uh, hanging mistletoe and, and going on uh, Christmas train rides and and uh, go sledding. and But most of the stuff I'm seeing here, a lot of them is normal winter activities. Again, I guess winter activities or normal is dependent upon what part of the country you're from. Because on this one here, number 43 is making s'mores. And s'mores is a a summertime camping activity. You know, here's making, uh, deliver homemade, uh, holiday treats, which, okay. But, uh, yeah, so far, um, uh, here's a holiday, uh, write a holiday greeting to someone on the armed forces, which is pretty cool considering, you know, I was in the military for a time and, uh, I loved getting those holiday letters. My family isn't really big. So, uh, the ones I did get were quite nice. Um, watch a holiday movie. And of course, they have on here, It's a Wonderful Life as being the one they chose to represent holiday movies. Which I found out with, it seems like with, with holiday movies, Christmas movie, again, they say holiday movie. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> um, I found out with It's a Wonderful Life, there are two kind of people. You either love it or you hate it. I guess I'm following that little thin line because, I mean, I don't love it, but I certainly don't hate it. Would I want to watch it again? Probably not. But if it was like on a, in, a, in a room somewhere and I'm visiting somebody and it stays on, would I maybe glance at it from time or two? Eh, yeah, yeah, whatever, sure. So anyway, uh, here's the sing Surprise Neighbors with Christmas Carols, which is, it's okay. It's kind of cool. Volunteer to Soup Kitchen, which is very, you know, um, I just lost the word for it. It's a very caring, very good thing to do, a volunteer thing. Um, cut paper snowflakes out. Um, donate to a local food drive or any kind of drive, which is very nice. Read the holiday classics before bed. Eh, okay. Uh, open a small gift on Christmas Eve, which we used to do. And, of course, uh, take a family drive to see the neighborhood holiday decorations. So, of course, in all these 55 things that they've mentioned on this this website, none of them mention the birth of Jesus. Hmm. Kind of makes you wonder, doesn't it? I mean, after all, most of the songs out there, the Christmas songs that are popular, don't really mention Jesus. A couple of them do. So you got to kind of wonder, hmm. I mean, after all, if it wasn't for the birth of Christ, 
We may have a wintertime celebration. Might be, I'm guessing. But we may, we may not. Who knows? One thing I can tell you, though, if without the birth of Christ, um, religion would be different. Now, um, the gentleman at work I work with, um, he mentioned about religion. And I told him, though, I'm not religious. He looked at me very funny because he knows how I feel about, about faith. <laughs> and I told him, no, I am not religious. I told him I have a personal relationship with, with Christ, with God. And he looked at me really funny. And But that's being religious. I told him, no, it is not. There is a difference between religion and having a personal relationship with Christ. And uh, he, again, the look on his face is, of course, this is coming from a person who, I don't know if he's pagan or he just, I don't know. I, we really haven't went that deep into his faith system. But nonetheless, um, it's all about Jesus this this season. It's what he did um, because of him coming here. You know, and the interesting thing is that, uh, again, when he comes here, you know, it's, of course, all the nativity scenes show him in, in the manger, and um, of course his mother and his, well, technically speaking, his stepfather, considering Joseph didn't have anything to do with his birth, he just helped raise him, so, but it showed, you know, shepherds and, and sheep and the three wise men. Now, there's also some stipulation of, you know, were the three wise men really there when he was a baby? Probably not. I've even heard some radio preachers say it probably didn't happen that way. Um, there's a good chance that they didn't, that the, the three wise men didn't really find Jesus until he was like, what, three, four, five years old, something like that. But um, they did give him, according to the scriptures, uh, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And as I understand it, gold in each one of these represents Jesus's life that was to come. Of course, gold is usually the gift you give royalty, kings. And he, in a sense, was king of the Jews. I said was because he is no longer king of the Jews. He is king of, spiritually, of all of us. It's not a matter of speaking. And then there's frankincense. Frankincense, as I understand it, <clears throat> listening to um, one of the uh, preachers, not on radio preachers not too long ago, frankincense is a incense, I believe, that is, uh, is lit around, uh, for, is used for high priests. And yes, Jesus is the high priest. He's, there's no, you know, it's, <laughs> there, no, Pope, the, the Pope is to me nothing. He's just another figurehead with fancy clothes. Um, that's one thing I, I think. Now, if you're Catholic, am I apologizing for you feeling that way? But um, the Pope, to me, is a, is Satan trying to pry his way into the, into the church. Because to my belief, um, they try to put somebody either equal to Jesus or right under Jesus. And, you know, Jesus, he doesn't need any help. Jesus needs no help at all. Um, he can take care of it himself. He doesn't need a human helper to do his job. So anyway, uh, frankincense is the, the tool or one of the, the things that high priests use in, in worship. And then, of course, myrrh, as I understand, is a spice or chemical or something used in, in the burial. So... It was a sign of what he came earth to do. And yeah, Jesus came to earth, well, not just for one thing. He didn't come to earth just to die. He came to earth to, to love, to preach, to give, to serve, uh, to heal, um, to do miracles. I mean, he did walk on the water. He healed people. He, he did all kinds of things. But the final thing was he came to die. 
and why did he come to die? To make it so we can be forgiven of sin, which we all sin. Yeah. Thanks, Eve. Thanks, Adam. Yeah, thanks. Because it was if it wasn't for them, because I understand it, Adam and Eve were immortal creatures. They were supposed to live forever. I mean, after all, Adam lived for almost a thousand years, I think. But um, that's, you know, then the snake came, a.k.a. Satan, or how you look at it, and uh, convinced them to eat the apple. And, of course, you know, Satan says, oh, you're not going to surely die. That That's not going to happen. No. Well, no, they didn't die right away. But, of course, when you take away God's love and grace, or spirit, whatever, you just left, you're just a human. And, of course, humans die. Anyway, so with that, um, yeah. Um, this is, you know, the, the Christmas season. Uh, I hope everybody out there has a wonderful Christmas, enjoying time with family and friends. I would like to ask you if you can find a church in your area to go and, um, or a nativity scene, um, to, to go be a part of the nativity scene. I mean, again, the reason for this time, this holiday, this, uh, this season, this celebration, is to celebrate the birth of the Christ child and to prepare, you know, and to um, his birth and what he did for us. So if you can, find a church in your area and uh, and watch what they do. Because most churches usually have some kind of little holiday event going on. Um, the kids go out there dressed like Mary and Joseph and the sheep and blah, blah, blah. And there's always that one kid that plays a star that has no talking lines. He just steps up there and looks cute and blah, 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 blah. But uh, it, go out there and um, and try to find something other than just Christmas trees, holiday lights, Something more than just holiday cookies, Christmas songs. Go out there and try to find him. What I mean by him is Jesus. He is out there. Well, if you're a believer, he's a part of you. But if you're not a believer, try to find go out there to a church or to a local group or whatever, a nativity scene or something. Try to find him. Because after all, uh, he is the reason for the season. That's pretty much uh, how it is. So, anyway. Uh, yes, he is. He's the reason for this. By the way, this is Striper. Um, they were popular back in the 80s. These guys were, I think, one of the first Christian metal, 80s metal bands. Now, I know that there's probably other bands, the rock bands, Christian, that, are, that talk about Christmas and stuff, but... You know. Anyway, so this has been from a particular point of view. I am Dale, and again, if you need to get a hold of me for whatever reason, questions, responses, thoughts, ideas, comments, watercoolercomments at hotmail.com or watercoolercomments at gmail.com. So, with that, have a very Merry Christmas. I won't say Happy Holidays because that's wrong. This is Christmas, It's so it's Merry Christmas. So with that, every out there, enjoy your time with your family, your friends, your loved ones, and have a very Merry Christmas.